sorry. I, I just got thrown off by this update because I had a M. Jones touchdown pass complete to M. Jones pop up from earlier that I didn't see. I'm assuming Mac Jones didn't throw the ball 47 yards to himself. Marcus, I think it was Marcus Johnson. Yeah, Same. cornerback. Their rookie cornerback. Was it? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. I must not be able to read. I guess that or there is an error in ESPN's app. Both are equally likely. Welcome to Purefield. Chris Ryan Dan here with you uh, for week 13's preview. So all the injury news and fantasy football advice and stuff like that, you get ever what, uh, as well as continued live coverage and updates on the Antonio Brown situation as long as we're recording. Is the police on a standoff, but it can't tell. There's been no updates recently. So apparently in a standoff, and there's uh kind of a hostage situation there too, right? Or no? No. No, I he just like they... barricaded himself with guns. Oh, he's barricaded. The reason why guns. they're there is because Sorry, he... he he's barricaded with guns and threatened to kill the person that the assault charge was coming from, I think is what yeah, happened there. I guess I guess they gave I guess he gave some girl an eviction notice who was living in his house. Yeah. That was supposed to be up today and she wasn't out. I I think that's what it was. Yeah. Unofficial eviction notice, but her license has his home listed as the residence. And I don't know. I don't know. Either way, he's barricaded in his house with, yeah, doesn't involve what? Probably not. No, probably not. Probably not. Uh, Beerfield on Twitter at Beerfield Hop at Beerfield Three at Ryan Miner underscore FFB. Um, any pleasantries to share before we go ahead and brought to you by FF Faceoff Network? There you go. Brought to you by FF Faceoff. <laughs> A pleasantries is uh, Santa Claus Gabe Davis is giving people touchdowns, and Santa Claus Ryan Miner is giving people written articles. Yes. It- it's a beautiful world we live in. It is a beautiful it, world to live it's in. It's a wonderful life we're living. You know what else is beautiful? What's fueling beer fueled? Interesting. What are you drinking, man? I am drinking trippage. Trippage. Is it Trippets or is it Triptych? I, I don't know. Trip, what, no, triptych. I, I know what I know. I, I'm mocking people. Not by mocking. I'm making jokes about customers who don't know how to pronounce it. I'm drinking Triptychs in celebration of self-indulgence. This is a rustic, un, filtered, un, unfiltered lager. Oh, it's one of their, one age of their on lager American, series? Age on American oak oh. with uh, Pirelay and Middle Fruit hops. Uh, Pearl and Middle Fruit. Yeah, Drama. uh, yeah, I, I would, I guess that it's uh 6.4, 5.4%, 5.4%. Heirloom Lager series, or no? uh, I don't see heirloom. I, I would, it's, it, it's in celebration of self, and that's all I see. I don't see anything about and they usually have a heirloom like somewhere, somewhere. If it is, either way, Trippy's yeah. Lagers are phenomenal, like. They're yes. a good IPA company, but my God, are their lagers good? I need I need people to understand that uh, they do everything well. They they <laughs> they make better things than IPAs, and that comes to their their classic style beers. It's like, true. 
their IPAs a lot of times are very good. Some are very hit or miss. Um, their classic styles are phenomenal. I'm I'm not a huge fan of AJ Stout, um, but their classic styles are absolutely phenomenal. Especially the lagers they've been putting out this year. Oh they've done a God. series of heirloom lagers throughout the summer, and they've been every one. Of, I've had a couple of them on here, and they've been fantastic. Every last one of them. So if you're ever in the downstate, downstate Illinois area. Hey, tell us, and then we'll we'll give you recommendations on what down to, state and to the get east. you. Yeah. All right. Oh, all right. Ryan, I am drinking Wellesley Farms blended Canadian whiskey and Verners. So I have a nice Canadian whiskey and ginger ale tonight. All right. And was good. <laughs> I was just gonna give people the rundown on what makes Canadian whiskey Canadian. Oh, go for it. Um, Canadian whiskey has no rules. Like <laughs> the way that it was described to me is just a giant thing of what the fuck. So like American bourbon, you can't do like flavor and color additives too. And there's some real strict, um, things around the mash bill and same thing with single malt scotch and scotch has laws around it. And Japanese whiskeys even become defined Canadian. It's just, it's whiskey. Whatever the we, fuck we don't know why it's whiskey, but it's whiskey. You can throw whatever the hell you want in it. You can, it, you buy the cheap shit. It'll give you a massive headache because they probably have sugar and caramel coloring and all sorts of other crap in there. But you can do burns. whatever you want with it because Canadian whiskey is just what the hell. Anything goes. No That's, loss. No, no loss laws. with Canadian whiskey. There are none. None, none at all. Just like, there, just like there's no loss with me on this. I drink it with everything. But yeah, I picked it up at I picked it up at BJ's uh box store, a wholesale store. It's like a Costco and Sam's Club. I don't know if you guys got any of those over there yet. They're uh, an East Coast store, making their way west. Can What's prom- it called? Can promise BJ's. you, there are no BJ's anywhere near me. <laughs> yes, there's there. no BJ's in this area at all. No, none. You can find none. You Fresh out. We got Costco. We got Costco down here. We got Sam's, but no BJ's. We got some CJs and some SJs, but no BJs. Some EJs, too. We, yeah, yep, yep. We got some EJs. Yeah. Well, the funny thing, too, is the bottle looks like a uh, Canadian Royal in a way. A Crown Royal? It's got oh, the yeah, same got the same yeah. color scheme. Right? That also, is that 80 proof? That looks like it, it would be a massive fucking headache. No, it's 40, it's 40%. Yeah, 80 proof. Oh, yeah, 80 What's, proof. Yeah. What is it, Ryan? It's a blended Canadian whiskey. No, very no. smooth actually what's Blended. the name of so oh. what's the name of the what's the name of the distillery uh wesley what wellesley's farm w-e-l-l-s-l-e-y wellesley's farm okay yeah. so here's the other thing about when you see blended whiskey doesn't mean that they blended a bunch of whiskeys together it means it's fucking vodka and they might have blended a little bit of whiskey with it with color and flavoring it tastes it's good. great alcohol Oh my god! The the oh, spice up. The Canadians are fucking crazy. My, that's not just Canadians. That's like if you go buy Cabin Still, which is oh. American. If if you yeah. buy American blended whiskey, or um, you know, I think Ten High is too now, but a few other things. If you see blended whiskey, that means that shit is clear grain alcohol. It's been, and that's why it's always, whiskey. and that's why it's always the rail at most dive bars. And that's why you'll get a massive fucking headache from drinking it. Yeah, it's fucking dirt cheap. 
Yeah, I bought it for like 26 bucks, so I can't complain. For a handle? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. 26? <laughs> yeah. Damn, that that's almost fucking Tito's prices. <laughs> they that that ain't that that's like just above rail level. Well <laughs> yeah. Yep. Which ain't saying much. Which ain't saying much. Yeah, it goes good with Werner, so you know, it's easy. It's smooth. Yeah, he's drinking it with ginger ale. Ginger ale. That's that's true. Smooth everything out. It helps smooth his throat so you can talk more. Indeed. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop ripping on your whiskey. No, that's fine. I've got hey, careful man, there's a beverage here from Pipeworks Brewing. Pipeworks. Yes, Pipeworks. So it is an imperial white milk stout with lactose, vanilla, coffee, and cocoa nibs inspired by white Russians and the dude. So I, like I, I mean, I'm interested to hear your thoughts because uh, I, I had it before, I, th- I think a few years ago. I was so I was yeah. still with Benny's when I had it. Um, and uh, I was uh, I was not impressed. I'll let you know. It's my first impressions are mixed. So we'll see as I go. Okay. I think there's some things to like about it. Some things to not like. Yeah, yeah. I have a love hate relationship with Pipeworks anyway. So, but it's a white stout. <laughs> it's my favorite beer style. That's like me with uh, with little beaver stouts. Yeah. News. All right, we're going to go through the news. I lumped a lot of that together. We got a mini game and then we'll get into the game previews. So um, not practicing on Thursday. So take note of these guys um, have backup options available. Debo Samuel, hamstring, Jerry Judy still at the ankle, Mike Williams with the ankle, Jelani Woods has like two things wrong with him. Jarek McKinnon, Kadarius <laughs> Tony. Jelani Woods is like half dying. <laughs> yeah. None got of those two guys- things wrong with him. None of those guys are practicing, so have, you know. With Depot Judy Williams, you should already have backup options because you've been rolling with that. The other guys, you probably haven't been starting anyway, so not a whole lot to plan for there. Get to some of the more major ones here in a minute. 49ers backfield. Elijah Mitchell is going to miss six to eight weeks. Christian McCaffrey is dealing with the knee injury. Uh, Tevin Coleman should be, in my opinion, a little bit of a waiver ad. Doesn't mean run out and start him. It's a speculative. Um, because one or two things is going to happen. Either CMC is going to go back to getting a full workload or Tevin Coleman's going to pick up a lot of what Mitchell just left on the table as they manage his load with his knee injury. What a heck of a uh, trade that was now. I mean, giving all that, all those picks away for Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> giving all those picks away for a uh, an RBBC. Yeah, it's like, come on. What were you thinking there? Uh, they don't think they don't They're like, oh, that guy does stuff. We need another Debo Samuel. What they'll right. do is what they'll do is they know that they're good enough to not have to ride him in the regular season and they'll turn him loose in the playoffs. Yeah, I hope so. That'd be nice. <laughs> do something with them. Not the fantasy playoffs, just the NFL playoffs. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Just in general, just like because it's not you're not seeing the CMC that we're all used to seeing in Carolina. Yeah. On the field. It's just like well, you said, RBBC. He's not. The Niners are built. We talked to Dan's mentioned it here. Niners are built not to feature anybody. So they just do, and they have a lot of talent and they play to the sum of those parts. Yeah. 
Um, everyone is limited in practice. Like literally everybody is. I'm reading through the injury reports. Like this guy's limited. This guy's limited. This guy's limited. You're late in the season. That's going to happen. Um, what you're watching for is late, late week, newly limited. Um, especially soft tissue stuff. Yeah. Limited on Fridays when walkthroughs typically happen. And you're also looking for straight did not practices. DNPs aren't good, especially on Fridays, notable on Thursdays. New injuries aren't good, but guys being limited this time of year, just expect it. Everyone's banged up. Speaking of banged up, a lot of running backs banged up. So we're going to run through those and we can talk about some of these (laughs) waiver pickups that happened this week. Travis Etienne left with a foot injury. Say he'll be fine. Um, They say he was cleared to come back in, but they held him out. He's practicing in a limited fashion. Jermichael Hasty spelled him. Michael Carter uh, still not practicing with an ankle injury. Zonovan Knight came in and played very, very well in his in James Robinson's absence. Isn't Michael Carter an IR now? I thought that's what I saw from last week. Really? I I thought I heard that he was on IR. No. I don't think he is. I don't think so either. So I thought he... It was all uh, speculative of his injury. Okay, I, was, I swore I thought is, I, I swore I saw somebody nah, say no, no, he's not, not. Yeah, not practicing. Nope, nope. Sideline. So, yeah, I swore I I thought I saw that he was putting on IR somewhere. The way that Zonovan Knight performed, he's already been picked up. As probably has Jermichael Hasty. Those would have been the two hot guys flying off of waivers. So, yeah, I got him in Scott Fish Zonovan? over the playoffs. Awesome. Hell of a run because they have Salah's already said he's earned a role, which is fine because Carter needs to be in a split back role anyway. So that was a, I want to say he was a good pro. He was a decent prospect too. He was okay. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Michael Carter's fine. He's just a DNP with an ankle. Yeah. So Ryan just there. tuned into the last three minutes of the show where we already came to that conclusion. It's best comparable. It's Khalil Herbert. That's pretty good. Pretty good. He's just bigger. He is literally just big on Michael Carter. Yeah. That's funny. Um, Najee Harris is not practicing. Jalen Warren is back at practice. Denny Snell, who was pressed into duty and actually didn't look terrible, is uh, limited. So he, 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 he did get a touchdown. And probably like yards people. on 13 carries, too. Yeah. And I picked him up, too, on waivers because I need an RB2 really bad. And now like I, I wasted a spot up for an RB2. If Najee doesn't, well, yeah, and here's the other thing. With Warren, I'd imagine that's a hot hand approach, but we'll see. Um, Elijah Mitchell, six to eight weeks. We already talked about that. I must have forgotten to move that. So anyway, ETN, um, y'all worried about him getting not being full featured if with the foot injury, they try to play easy with him for a little bit. It's been stated that they're not they're not hundred percent committed to him playing this week. They're gonna keep monitoring. T- they're gonna keep monitoring the situation to see if they see even worth him playing. Yeah. Jags are likely out of the playoff contention. I, I don't think they're mathematically out, but they're pretty much out of playoff contention at this point. No reason to. Yeah, they're yeah. To me, it, it's always something to monitor. Right? It's the same thing with you know with the Bears and Justin Fields right now. It, it, it's, yeah. There's no need to press him, but I think he'll play if he's relatively healthy. I think he'll play. I mean, he never had his pads off. He was there on the sideline. He was ready to go in. So, I, so if he's if, if he's not ninety, if, if he's not even close to one hundred percent, do we 
do you try to like as well, fantasy people? Are you going to risk playing them? I think you do, but I think that you have to temper your expectations and realize that, you know, he's probably not going to get his full workload, but early in the season, he didn't have it either. And he was still flex viable. So I think he's still playable. If he's active, I just don't think you're going to see a full workload out of him. Would you play him or, or Xavier Knight? I don't know who Xavier Knight is, but I would play Zonovan Knight over him. I'm sorry. Zonovan Knight. I would play. Well, it depends. Is Carter healthy or not? If Carter's not healthy, it's absolutely Zonovan Knight. If Carter is healthy, then I think it's pretty net neutral. Okay. Either way, I still play ETN just for the upside of ETN. That's what I'm assuming is what people are going to be asking. It's going to be these, it's going to be guys like Zonovan Knight. Um, you know, just just sees. I see this Lions game being a shootout, which we'll talk more about it later. But I think if he play, if he's active, you're playing him. I mean, it should be lined up to be. It's also oh, yeah. the highest game total of the week. Yeah, so. it's gonna be Lions, a bad game for us. There, it's not Lions. sneaky at all. <laughs> it, it's, no. it's a no line up to be a a. It's the second highest game total. It's it, it's a very much a shootout of the week. <laughs> yeah, the biggest shootouts. Okay. Um, to the Bears, Darnell Mooney is going to miss the rest of the season. Um, so I guess that's good news for Cole Komet and Ch- Chase Claypool. I don't really know. Um, Eddie Jackson also out the rest of the season, so that secondary continues to be banged up. They're already down Brisker and Gordon, so they're down three other four starting secondary pieces. Uh, Justin Fields, however, I believe did practice in full today. So yep, he's re- he's not on the injury report, so he's. Close to being back. It was a separated non throwing shoulder. So I mean, it's pain management pretty much on and on that front. It's throwing shoulder, I'd be pissed. Non throwing shoulder, pain management. Yeah. 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 It's uh I expect a lot of questions there too. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, because def- defense are just gonna be looking to hit him right in that shoulder. Try and knock him back out again. Oh, well, and here's the other thing, right? Do you let him play like him, or do you try to keep him in the pocket more and protect him until he's fully healed? Does he even can, know how to stay in the pocket, though? You know, you can try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As soon as he feels a bit of pressure, which he, which it does happen a lot, he's also very young and he knows what he's good at. You may also try to take up. They can try to tell him to not run. Okay, well, tell us ask to slide then. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker, you slide. And now let Joe Flacco slide. I mean, like, you play actual baseball slide. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Pitts done for the year with a knee injury. Jalen, we'll just gloss over that, drop him and redraft. Yeah. I mean, are you really losing anything? I mean, all I gave you was three points. So you just lose three points for a week. Every no, week from here on out. You're losing the three points you would have gotten had you played him because you're always <laughs> going to play him because he's Kyle Pitts and he has upside. Right. And the tight ends with upside, you have to play. There's no such thing as tight ends with upside. It's just play the tight end, Travis Kelsey, and then there's everyone else. Speaking of tight ends with upside, Jawan Johnson not practicing right now. Dudlat. Late weekend. He had a goose egg last week. He had a goose egg last week. Oh, yeah. Watch it be a Taysom Hill week again. Taysom Hill's the tight end three, I think, is what I just saw. Oh, Trotman's ahead of him? No way. No, no, like tight end three in the season. Like tight end three on the season. Oh, I think. no way! I gotta go look that up on Fantasy Pros because Pro Football Reference and sorting gets wonky. But when I did that sorting, he was maybe because he's had some pretty quiet weeks. Maybe yeah, no, yeah like what that one forty point week really like helped him. We had like three touchdowns. Yeah, but Hawkinson's had one of those too. 
Yeah, hold on. Because I think it could have just been weird sorting the way that was going on, but we're going to find out. Let's see. I think think Kelsey has like what? Is like 100 points over second? He's he's tied in three in half in standard. In standard. Yeah. In half points, he is tied in six. And in full point, he is is tied in 12. Yeah. So. Tied in three. That's insane. Three, six, and 12. That's insane. But who plays in standard leagues? I mean, really, nobody. But no, he's still insane be. that that counts as a tight end one. They're tight end yeah, no matter what. Way. It probably would be a decent hill week. I mean, fuck, Cole Komet's almost a tight end one after after missing half the season. Oh, he was healthy. He just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I got it. You're there. You're, you're there. I'm there. He's there. Oh, Josh Allen fumble. Sweet. Cute. Sack fumble. Oof. Uh, guys trending towards being back. Jalen Warren, Leonard Fournette, Joe Mixon, Romeo Dobbs, and Jamar Chase all trending towards return. So not all bad. Some people getting healthy. Jalen Warren just in time for Najee Harris to miss. Leonard Fournette just in time to finish losing his job. Romeo yeah. Dobbs just in time for Christian Watson to break out. So good. Beautiful. More things we need. It's uncertainty. Yeah. Um, all right. One more. Odell. Um, looking like he's going to sign within the next week or so. It was always rumored after Thanksgiving. Um, talks are heating up. He's visiting teams. Who? Where do you think he's going? Well, he's at the Giants right now, right? He yeah. was. He was. He was. He, he was there earlier this week. He was visiting he's supposed Dallas. To go to Bills. He's visiting Dallas. He's on Saturday, too. Here's my, here's my thought. I, I, I don't care. Okay. I, I Like, if he signs with a team, with, like, if he signs with the Giants, then maybe... But on Dallas, is he really going to surpass Lamb, Gallup, Schultz on that pecking order? Uh, Pollard plays a lot of slot. Not a lot. Plays he might outside. surpass Gallup, yeah. But, I mean, is he going to play as, outside as much? I mean, it's <laughs> like he is a late late season. I mean, fucking Super Bowl AC out there. And it's incredible that he made his comeback even at his age. Yeah, eight months is about right. Yeah, Gallup did his late in the season too. Gallup's also back. five years younger than him. Sorry, nine months. It's been nine months. ACL yeah. recovery is typically six to eight, so he should I just, be healthy. It, 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 to me, it feels like Julio joining the Bucks. You know, Julio joining the Titans. It's just one of those scenes where it's like, I think the magic was from last year. Given the loss of Robert Woods, and there's literally nobody else behind him. It's, you know, it was cup him. In an offense that was high powered, we know that Dallas can, you know, they can, can produce. I, I, I'm just, I'm not that. I just don't really care. I think it'd be Buffalo. Same like, story. Like, is he yeah, better right. than? Like, is he better than his... Davis? <laughs> John Brown's back in Buffalo. Did you John... fucking know that John Brown was on the John, practice squad. John Brown got promoted to the practice squad yeah. before, from the practice. That's squad why squad Gabe Davis tonight. only has one catch and five targets. He took. <laughs> He took Jake Kumara's spot. Jake Kumara on IR. He's going to go to like Kansas City or some dumb shit. I mean, he won't, but I just, it's. No, Kansas City got Brian Edwards now, so they're all good. I know. They also got Melvin Gordon. They didn't talk about that. The most obvious thing that they pick was an over the hill running back that won't, that won't be a part of their rotation. And it'll be, (laughs) he'll be there just to be there. No, that's just a reason to get Ronald Jones back off the field now. Mm -hmm. 
but they won't cut him. Should go Chargers should go Dark Horse for Odell. Chargers that wouldn't yeah. surprise me as a dark horse team. Because they can't stay healthy. I mean, it, Minnesota would be a good fit. But hold your breath. I, I think he wanted I think he really wanted to go to Green Bay before Green Bay's collapse. Before Green Bay collapsed, yeah. Yeah. Well, he would have had opportunity there. So now I mean I, I mean let me go pull up the standings, but if if the Rams is actually, you know, good too, it's just He's going to a team to chase the rain, which he he which he got with the Rams last year. So yeah, but what else are you chasing at this point, right? You go chase rings. Dolphins don't have his legacy. Bills don't really have room for him. The Jets, I don't think it's a yeah. No, Patriots the are the only team in the AFC East that would make any sense. I mean, the Ravens, AFC East. Just oh, I'm remember, sorry. Though, I'm sorry. I, I think you said AFC. Salary cap doesn't mean anything. They can always they always adjust it no matter what. We know that's. <laughs> Wentz got traded. We know that the salary cap don't mean shit. They could go to the Ravens, but he has to be okay with not being the guy. I mean, the guy. I was going to say, like, (laughs) the offense isn't going to run through him, is what I mean. Yeah, no. Uh, um, Because they're low volume. Chargers would make sense. They're in it still, but not a lot to make the playoffs, but they are in it. Ravens make sense. Um, I mean, I, I mean, like, even the Chiefs make sense. But they want to get Sky more and more involved. But it's just like if you're looking for a a veteran, you know, wide receiver who could be useful for your playoff run. Titans? Like even the fucking Bucks, Titans, yeah, yeah. But it again, how does that translate to fantasy? Flip side, Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just said yeah. You, you Fal- know, Bucks Fal- Falcons ain't out of this thing yet. No, no. Well, uh, what about the Eagles? Like. That would be insane because they don't so much, so much speed. That would I mean, be I don't know how much yeah. I, I don't know how much speed old or uh yeah, although hells at this point, you know, compared to what he was, but I mean that'd be insane for Hertz. Niners could be fun. Hell oh, please, com- please. <laughs> the Niners would be a Jeff's kiss. Commanders uh, are seven and five. Yeah. I I, I do think it's the Giants. If I had to predict a team, it'd be the Giants. Giants are a playoff team, and they, there's literally nothing there for him to compete against. No, there's there's not. It's just a matter of does he want to go back, even though the regimes have all switched over and everything. Like three does times. He to, does he want point. Yeah. The other thing, though, is does he want to go back to New York? Does he want to be in that market? I mean, I scrutiny? would. I mean, I yeah. I think uh, he was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That that's his kind of market. That's where he needs to be. You think they... I mean, you think he likes a big market, likes a big market. But the scrutiny in New York is a big market is a lot different than the scrutiny in Los Angeles is a big market. I don't think yeah. he cares about the market more so than he cares about just winning. I, I mean, he's got him. I like, he's got a personality to survive any market. And he's obviously good enough to survive. I mean, like, like he played in L.A., which doesn't really care about football. They don't care about football in New York is the exact opposite. And if I remember right, there was some mental health stuff when he left New York to go to Cleveland. That well, was that part of the, it is he wanted yeah. to get away from New York. And that was part of why he went to the smaller market in Cleveland. Well, that in and Landry okay. Cleveland. Yeah. That and the Browns with, with Baker at that time was like, yeah, the team to, you know, to tether yourself to. So, right. Which now they're not Seattle. They're six and five. 
They still got an outside shot at this thing as well. That would be uh that'd be fun. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to watch. Either way, a speculative ad if you need wide receiver help is what that comes down to. And you have been dynasty, trade him when he signs. Yes. Because that value is gonna undoubtedly rise. All right. I've got one player A versus player B for you for each position, and then we'll get into game previews. Okay. 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 All right. Player A, I'm going to read off a stat line and just tell me what you'd prefer. Okay. And take a guess at who they are if you want to. Okay. Player A, 2,600, this is quarterbacks, 2,682 yards passing, 21 touchdowns, nine picks, a 92.9 quarterback rating. Player B, player B, 2,800 yards. So 2,682 versus 2,800. 21 to, or 19 touchdowns, five picks, 107.9 quarterback rating. So again, uh, passing yards edge to player B, touchdowns slight edge to player A, interceptions edge to player B, quarterback rating edge to player B, rushing edge way to range to player B. What are the rushing? Uh, hold on, I'll tell you. I didn't write it down, but I will look up for you. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, both seem fine. I, I'd, be, I'd be fine with either. Based right. On uh, one, get the other. I mean, based on, I mean, to, you know, you know just, the problem is QBR is such a misleading. It is. So here's your, your rushing player. A is 17 rushes for 63 yards and no touchdowns. So not <laughs> okay. So he's not mobile. Not a runner. Player B. You're, you're going to see why I left this out, I think. Maybe okay. Not. Player B, also not much. Well, okay, a little bit more of a runner. 50 rushes, 240 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, it's not really much. So 50 for 240 versus... Well, that's like four more touchdowns. Than one, sounds like, one sounds like, it, you know, they're considered a top seven QB. The other one's a journeyman quarterback. Before the season, yeah, that'd be a fair statement. It's one of them, Geno Smith. It's one of them, Geno Smith. That's what I was just, I was thinking too, Geno Smith. So player B is Geno Smith. The 2,800 yards, 19 touchdowns, five picks, 250 rush yards. Yeah. A is. Any guesses on player A? Justin Herbert? No. What was player A? Stats error. It's just his passing stats again. 2,682 passing yards, 21 touchdowns, nine picks, 92.9 quarterback rating. Oh, man. Is that Burrow? Mm-mm. Aaron Rodgers. That's Rodgers? Really? He's got 21 passing touchdowns? Yep. 21 passing touchdowns, nine picks. I mean, I would have always picked player B in that sense. I thought one of them would I thought one of them would have been. Yeah. Okay. Nope. I was, uh, I'm so, glad I picked the right one. So the point <laughs> of guess, that I guess. I guess. So the point of that is to show that you know, Juno Smith is performing just as well as Aaron Rodgers, and you can decide who that says more about. Uh, the answer is always 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 going to be Juno Smith. <laughs> Indeed. It's it, it speaks volumes to how I'm very happy for him. Like super happy. I I hope he doesn't kill Seattle for dynasty cuz I'm embedded in a lot of DK Metcalf moving yeah. forward. Indeed. All right. Ready for running backs? Sure. All right. Player A. 177 rushes, 900 yards, 8 touchdowns. 15 receptions on 18 targets, 60 yards. Oof. Player B, 
143 rushes, 634 yards, four touchdowns, 30 targets, 25 receptions, 202 yards. Oh, God. So, edge to player A in the rushing stats, four more touchdowns there. Um, I didn't, I can get your receiving touchdowns if you want those. No, I don't care about those. Uh, so four more touchdowns and 250 more yards in the, the run game for player A. Player B, 10 more receptions, 150 more yards. I have no clue. What are their, uh, fuck. How many yards did player A have? Or not yards, rushing touchdowns? Eight for player A. Eight? Yeah, eight for player A versus four for player B. A is almost at a hundred. It's almost at a thousand yards. Yep. Yeah. Now, when you talk scrimmage yards, A is at 960, B is at 830. So they're both, it's a lot closer when you talk total scrimmage yards. Is B, is B Ramondre Stevenson? B is not Ramondre Stevenson. No, I feel like, I feel like the receiving is too low for that. Which is hilarious. Yeah, because the rushing feels about right, but the receiving feels too low. Ramondre Stevenson would have been a good comparison to plug in here against one of these guys, too. Just yeah. for funsies. I, I am. Uh, Maybe I'll I'm do very, that at the end. I'm very glad I'm Ron. I, I was a bit Ron at him, but cause I've, been, I've been able to get him for relatively cheap throughout Oh yeah, this run because uh, he will be replacing Damian Harris, and then I'll sell it, him after next year. I glued out on him early off season when I looked at the you know broken tackle stats and juke rate stats and yards after contact and everything, and saw how good of a runner he was with the pass catching. It's all over Vermont. That, well, I mean, like like his pass me. catching was what really sold it more so for this year, and that and I always bought into him as a I always long term option, but I always bought into him as a pass catcher. But it was seeing the rushing stats that bought me all the way in. I'm stumped on this one. It's very, it's tough because it's, I feel well, like one I'm of them is going to be, one of them's probably a consensus RB1 uh-huh. pre draft. And, and the other ones, yeah, I'm like thinking, it's, it's, it's one of them, Barkley, like, and it's not. No, I think Barkley's Barkley's Barkley has scrimmage t- yards. Yeah, he's got over a thousand. Who? Because I, I Barkley has like, what, nine something? Barkley? So I did consider Barkley for this, yes, but I didn't end up using him because there's a right. passing discrepancy. Yeah, I think he's got. It's not. It's player B, Najee Harris. Player B is not Najee Harris. Damn, it's, I it's player B. It's like someone's been injured. No, actually, okay. not injured. Play has played every game this season or eleven games. So every game he's been available this season, he's played. All right. Um, player A is someone Dan loves. I love ooh. I know. Oh, can't be Dalvin Cook. No, but Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, Cook was also considered for this. Oh, uh, he's very close to Dalvin Cook in productivity. The again receiving is what was a discrepancy there. But as a rusher, he's very close to Dalvin Cook. Receiving wise, Cook had a a bigger edge than the player. Oh, I'm choosing to compare. So let me know when you want me to reveal, and I will. I uh, go ahead because we're yeah. This is a podcast. Yeah, yeah. All right, player A, 177 rushes, 900 yards on the ground, eight touchdowns, 15 receptions on 18 targets for 60 yards. That is Miles Sanders. Ah, that's right. Really? Very, very quietly having a really good year. Yeah, he stopped being used as a pass catcher because he can't catch the football anymore. 
and he's on one of the most prolific offenses in football. He's, he's getting the Alfred Morris a uh, corollary with uh with uh, Jalen Hurts. Yep, running the RPOs. Player so B, play B, B has got to be someone better than that. So if someone, because if what? Yeah, it's an RB one probably from it, pre-draft. It was a it was generally the the consensus RB one. Christian McCaffrey. Christian no, McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, wow. or not consensus one. Consensus top two. It was McCaffrey. Um. 143 rush, 634 yards, four touchdowns, limited usage since he's gone to San Francisco and uh, shit show in Carolina. So, yeah, McCaffrey and Miles Sanders were that close. And they were drafted wow. five rounds apart in, mo- in a lot of leagues. Yeah, I, I never would have thought Baker would have been would have been the kryptonite to McCaffrey. Indeed. <laughs> All right. Thank God. Wide receivers. Wide receivers. Player A. 80 targets, 57 receptions, 826 yards, five touchdowns. Oh, God, Jesus. Player B, (laughs) 91 targets, 56 receptions, 725 yards, seven touchdowns. So they're very similar stat line. Uh, Touchdowns don't really matter too much. They do not. Two touchdown discrepancy, 11 target difference to player B, uh, receiving yard edge to player A. Portland Sutton. And again, one of these is a top one was a top 15 receiver. No, no. Well, maybe he would have been one would have been right on the fringe. The other guy was somebody that we all honed in on pretty heavily is a guy that we thought was going to do well. Is one of them Christian Kirk? One of them is Christian Kirk. Yeah, I knew it because they all love him. Player B is Christian Kirk. It all comes back to Christian Kirk because God damn it. Should have fucking listened. Uh, so Christian Kurt, which is a round 10 pick, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, 15 ish, uh, ish, ish. Okay. I don't think Sutton's produced that many yards. Uh, he has not. Uh, so I'll give you a hint. He, he was top 15 ish, but considered a wide receiver two on his own team. Oh, okay. Okay. So that should help. On his own team. Higgins? Higgins. Okay. You go, Dan. Yeah, Dan's I mean, good at these. There's there's very little receivers that are top fifteen drafted on their in the number are, two on their own team. That that's it why might, I gave that hint. It, it might just be. I think Higgins might be the only one. I mean Waddle, but both Waddle and Hill are, I think, are over a thousand yards. Hill's yeah. at like twelve, uh, at like twelve hundred. Oh, Waddle and Hill, I think, is the only other one. I think before the season, I normal year Ooh, people yeah. would have expected like Godwin and Evans, but with Godwin coming off the injury and then. You know, that would have been another one that you could uh could have zoned in on. There's probably a couple others, but you know Jefferson and Thielen. Jefferson and Thielen, Thielen would have been one. Yeah, it'd have been close. Cool. Came close on. Um yeah. I think had Nuke not been suspended, you might add some people that were close on him in Hollywood, although oh, that, not. If Nook wasn't suspended, I, I would have been really interested to see how far Hollywood Brown would have dropped. Because I think that would have been mm-hmm. that would have been a fun pairing to have. I think Pre-draft, yeah. AJ Brown and Devonte Smith were close to that. Um, there were four round, three or four round difference, I think. Yeah, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy were probably close to that. One um, round difference, yeah, yeah. So there were there were a few, but you know, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are the ones that have done it when they've been healthy. But yeah, Christian Kirk, um, living up, to, uh, outperforming that just like we thought he would. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
for tight ends, there's an obvious answer on which you would prefer, but this is definitely to illustrate something. <laughs> okay. But so player A, 79 targets versus 77 for player B. Okay. Both have 52 receptions. Um, 601 yards for player A, 587 yards for player B, five touchdowns for player A, four touchdowns for player B. So what two tight ends are that close? Was one was one a top five uh, pick? I think, and I think one, I was, one, one was a consensus top. Well, that'll give it away. Yeah, no, 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 consensus top, five top 12. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll tight take top end, 12. And the other one was consensus top 12. Okay. What was the t- what was the touchdowns again? Five to four. Hawkinson. Hawkinson is player B. Yeah, I don't say he's not player A. A would have been it's not it would Pitts. Be it's not Pitts. It's Andrews. It's Andrews. Yeah, Hawkinson and Andrews. Because I knew it wasn't Godert. Yeah, again to illustrate Got a point. Hurt. Hawkinson and Andrews are stupid close right now. Andrews, what's considered. Consensus tight end two easily. Now he did miss a couple a week or two, but Hawkinson had the midseason trade. They're right there with each other. They're about five rounds apart too. I I want to say they're about they're about five rounds apart. Yeah. So I mean, I I was off a hike pre-draft. Hawkinson's done done a lot of it since the trade. Yeah, I say player B. That guy was stuck between him and a Kittle. Because I know Kittle had four touchdowns already, too. Kittle that would have been tough, too. That would have been a good guess. Ryan. Kittle, Kittle's close in there as well. Um, He's four touchdowns, and I think also in the mid-500-yard range. Yeah. It's a little tougher to find tight ends. Tight ends. If you're not Kelsey, then... Oh, my God. <laughs> That's literally it, if you're not Kelsey. Yeah. Like, right. I looked at one of my least. Kelsey's up by 90 points. Yeah. I mean, he's been healthy. Oh, yeah. he's, he's No Hill. Juju... It's been banged up too. 102 yeah. targets already. Yeah. Yeah. He's up by a lot. It's uh, amazing when a good player, when he, when he loses a good player, he just goes to his other good player a little bit more. The other thing that's a little wild with all this is uh, how muddled the wide receiver standings are. Chris Olave was another guy I considered throwing into that uh, wide receiver comparison because he's right there with. He has such a like Kirk and Higgins and DK and he had such a good five game. I mean, DK would have been a great one because DK was a fucking double digit round pick. Yeah. At at the end of pre-draft season. That's true. Everybody faded him super hard. So DK is right, right in this area as well. I mean, so he was going, I I got him after Kurt, after Kurt, which means I'm dumb. I drafted Kurt before him, but either way, um, well, you got a question before he, we jump Kirk, into... Kirk's been the better receiver, by the way. Yes, yes. Yeah. A little more prolific passing off. 671 offense. yards, four touchdowns for, for DK. So. so Purple Cat, he's got to know. Okay. He's got to know. Gotta he, needs know. A third, he needs a third wide receiver, full PPR. Okay. Is Zay Jones a decent start this week? Just not asking for who or other. He just wants to know if Zay Jones is fine. So, Zay Jones is somebody I actually just just looked at and the issue with Zay Jones is a dot quite honestly he's getting volume he's got like a 73 percent catch rate or something like that something so he's a like biscuit should not this off so <laughs> but the touchdowns aren't there because they're going to you know Kirk or the running backs in that situation um 
second highest point total, I'd say, yeah. Um, I don't know who your your other options are, but I would say that it, it is not a bad wow. week to go for Zay Jones. Jesus Christ. 145. I mean, 45 yards last week. This is a guy that's got he's four kind games of, of double-digit targets. It's kind of, he's kind of boom bust. That's well, him and uh, Christian Kirk switched roles. So now he's on the, Zay Jones is on the outside or Kirk's in the slot. He is. Cause uh, yeah. he's probably, he, he got, yeah, that's, that's right. Yes. And he's got 20, he's had 24 targets over the last few games. I mean, he's, no, he's been outside primarily. I mean, I Derek Stanley in week was. five. Uh, Gilmore no. was week six. Zay Jones has played outside more than, than Kirk, and it makes sense because I'm, I'm looking at player two inches right. and twenty pounds on the guy. What's I mean, he's percentage for twenty seven point one. So yeah. So I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at times if they've if they flip flopped them, but it's probably pretty minimal. Still, though, I mean, tight game against Baltimore, down against Kansas City, twenty four targets over the last few weeks. They, hell yeah, roll with yeah. that. Yeah, Lions this week too, right? We got a prolific shootout game, so yep. I have no issue, but I mean, it's all Marvin Jones because obviously revenge game, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Marvin Jones and D- DJ Shark revenge. You oh, know. that's right. That's wide right. receiver versus wide receiver. Opposite revenge games, even though they played on the same team before <laughs> last year. <sighs> yeah, Zay Jones was another interesting one that popped up for me, particularly uh, the target volume. Is what what peaked me. He's got damn near eighty targets already. Twenty five point four target rate. Twenty two point seven target share. He is uh yeah. He's that's wide receiver one volume. He has got no problems, but him and Kirk definitely are yeah. It's the A dot is oh. the only thing there. All right, so we got a we got a QB question. No one. He goes. Should I trade Joe Mixon for Deshaun Watson? Uh, no, no. Should I trade Lamar or he's asking if you should trade Mixon for Watson, Burrow or Jackson? No, Lamar no. Jackson. No. What's on the waivers? Yeah, don't a single quarterback. I'm not moving a a running back for a QB. N- and not and not, not one. And damn sure not Mixon for a QB. Not one that's a, a middle to high end starter. No, it's Trevor Lawrence uh, out there. Positional of it. You're right. Is Jared Goff out there? Like positional availability, you can stream without giving up somebody that missed one game for a concussion and is the clear lead back on his team. You don't have to give that up to get a a good quarterback. Lamar's been playing down. Hold on, Watson. Watson has what? It's a two QB league. Two QB league. I don't. Yes, all of them besides Watson, because it's good to start two QB. Two QB league, then yes, all of them, but. Burrow, yes. Jackson, yes. Watson hasn't played a snap in two years. I'm not doing that. No. I, I will say this, him. no one. You, you are probably not going to get a trade for Jackson or Burrow with just mixing. You're going to have to probably throw in another quarterback to replace theirs or to add in another flex worthy. I, I don't think, yeah. Unless somebody's trading from surplus at the quarterback position, which is the safest position to trade from surplus from. But yeah, I don't it, know how. With it being two QB league, I, th- there's just no. If you can get away with that for Jackson or Burrow, then yes, that's a great trade for you. It, yes. Uh, I just don't think you'll be able to. Watson, though, I get the allure there, but at the same time, like 
Wait till after this week. You might get it's been a, a year and a half. <laughs> right. It's been a year and a half. Yeah. I'll buy all of last year plus 11 games since he's taken a, a snap of football. So yeah. I, new I team, new offense. I have a feeling there might be some growing pains there. I don't even think he's been ruled a starter yet this week either. I thought I mean, he was. I think he, I think that it's... I, I I saw that there's no guarantee he's going to be the starter. Oh, I mean, oh, there's no reason for him not to. People be are going to speculate that. Yeah, but, I, mean, uh, I mean, this was yeah, this was either way. Um, don't trade Mixon for Watson. Not yet. Well, you can do it for Jackson. Hell yeah, for for both Jackson and Burrow. I think yes, absolutely. If you can pull it off, I just don't. I think it's a little too. It's probably it's probably not enough. But if you can do it, indeed. How we do in New England and Buffalo? Seventeen seven. New England's got the ball. Fifty-seven they, yards for James Cook, who's out rushing Singletary. Diggs whoa. has Diggs has Diggs and Gabe Davis have the Buffalo touchdown. Still one reception for Gabe Davis. And Isaiah McKenzie is your is your receiving yards leader and receptions leader. They're forty-four. I uh, Gabe Davis six targets, one catch. But he's, but he's <laughs> got the touchdown. God damn it! And Jacoby Meyer had one reception for nine yards. I'm gonna need that turn around a little bit. He's been hurt. All right, we got a. Uh, this is rest of season question. Okay, it's from Eric. I Swift, like these. These are fun. Swift or James Cook? A full PPR. Oh man, that's tough. It's probably still Swift because yeah, you can't, I mean, you can't look at one though. game from James Cook and say it's it's now it. But Swift, well, especially just, this game right now, Swift just fell off the injury report too. So that's that's. <laughs> tough though swift is getting some goal line looks you might have lost the the early down roll well probably did lose the early down roll um, sure but it's the ppr like he gets like six to eight targets a game when he's fully healthy and out there yeah it's it's, it's still swift it's yeah. swift it's swift by a pretty large like yeah i'm not it, this is nice to see from cook that he's, I, he's I, the lead rusher and the lead target or the lead touch getter for the running backs but yeah, I wanted to entertain it a little bit, but it's it's probably Swift based on schedule too because of the division that he plays in. Yeah. So it's still Swift. James Cook is someone to keep an eye on, but I mean he's been that he's been like that all, keep, all year long. For James Cook, I think it's more of you're keeping an eye on on him for next year and you're keeping an eye on him for dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Devin Singletary is a free agent after this or at the end of this year. So right, so you're gonna want to see why. if Cook flashes and if the Bills don't do anything at running back in the off season as they really haven't. It's been mid round draft picks. Then you know he's somebody we could be talking about in the off season as a as a breakout candidate for next year. You might start to see flashes of it at the end of the season, but yeah, it's it's Swift. And Cook was the highest drafted running back during this McVay or McVay McDermott era. So, I mean, they've spent, you know, three day two picks. Cook being the highest in the second round. Scott, I mean, his size, it's a little question whether or not he can handle a full workload, but Buffalo doesn't really invest heavily into running backs. Mm-hmm. And Hines has got two targets, one catch. He's got negative three rushing yards on two attempts. Like Hines is not been a factor at all will likely be off the team next year. So I mean, this is a, a decent running back class, but 
as Hopper mentioned, Buffalo's not a team that's going to overcommit to the position that's the least valued on offense. Indeed. Especially in their offense. He's, and then he also followed up, do you think Christian Kurt will bounce back? It, again, as I've said it all year long, if you haven't played Christian Kirk yet and you don't play him this week, why is he even rostered? This is the 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 goat of goat matchups against the worst defense in football. And he still had nine targets. I mean, he's getting used by the red down in the red zone. He still had nine targets. You're one week removed from a hundred yard performance and two touchdowns. He's had three touchdowns over the last three weeks. And his floor since week six has been seven targets. You're yeah, I don't even know that. Yes, I think he'll bounce back, but I don't know that he needs to bounce back. Homie has a bad day every now and again. Yeah. He's, uh, well, he's is... got Okuda probably on him, too, though. Yeah, they... I don't know. Okuda's gonna... Is he going to shadow in the slot? Is he putting Okuda in the slot? Or is Okuda going to be it... on Zay? Outside. Probably Okuda be on Or Zay. Marvin. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's... uh, it's Yeah, no. You're playing Kurt. You're this playing Kurt. Is, this is a prime yeah. matchup to play him in, so... That's what we got for questions. You ready for game previews uh, or beer review? Yes. Beer review. Ryan, go ahead and start. How's your uh, blended Canadian whiskey? It's very good. I mean, I taste more ginger ale than anything, but like you said, blended Canadian whiskey, it's basically a mix of whatever. So it's like everything but the kitchen sink. It tastes smooth to me. I don't taste like the bitterness. I don't taste anything out of the ordinary. You taste a little bit of the oak barrel, which is fine, but mix it with a little bit of ginger ale. It's very nice on a, what is it, 29 uh, degree night. <laughs> a little warmer here. Not much. <laughs> that much at all for me up here. All right. An hour uh, and a half. Yeah. Hour and 15 from the edge of town. Either way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm drinking. Hey, careful, man. There's a beverage here from Pipeworks. Um, look, like a stout should, it gets better as it warms up. It is a bit on the sweet side. Um, there's lactose in it. There's vanilla in it. So it is a sweet stout. Um, you got to know that this is designed to replicate a white Russian, which has cream in it. It's a sweeter drink. They do a good job of replicating that. I was a little off put at first by the coffee aroma because coffee can give a bit of green pepper. So I thought that I was going to get some like astringency off of it. But especially as it warmed up, that never really happened. And the coffee actually does a good job of, of tempering the sweetness. Dan, I know what you mentioned, and I'm pretty sure I've had this one before. And the coffee was really strong in it. So I don't know if it's a... You know, a byproduct of maybe this one's sat longer than what I had before and it had a chance to taper off or if it's a byproduct of just maybe they tweak the recipe a little bit because I definitely it had a familiar smell, which was heavy coffee and a bit of green pepper, which can be off putting. Um, but the more it warmed up, the more I drank it, it actually goes down pretty nice. It's sweet. It's good for a cold night. Um, and I think they did a pretty good job of replicating the white Russian with some of that sweetness, the body, um, for it being a lighter beer. It's more of a, a brown ale than, you know, color and consistency than a white stout, but you know, they, that, they captured that's the adjuncts. Sweet, yeah, they captured yeah. a sweet coffee. When you put coffee in it, it's going to darken up. Yeah. Yeah. But they, uh, they captured what they're trying to do well. 
with the white Russian side of this that captured a sweet stout and a lighter beer well. Um, so good job to Pipeworks, and I do think this is better than the last time I had it a couple of years back. It's been a few years since I've had it, so obviously, you know, a lot of thinking chains. <clears throat> I mean, it's overly, I mean, it's it's heavily adjunct, and sometimes oh, yeah, you're gonna get. I don't know if you can see it on you, camera, but there's fucking floaties in there. It's oh actually, yeah, there'll be. Oh really? There'll be floaties in there. Yeah, stuff's gonna get missed during uh fermentation or not fermentation. Well, filtration. when you're filtering it out and stuff. Yeah, and you're trying to filter out a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be in suspension, and you don't want to filter Absolutely. too much of this because you want it to have bodies, so you don't want to filter proteins out of it. Yeah. You're not trying to lose the base of it. Mac Jones interception. That's been reverse. Par for the course. Oh, just, just kidding. Just kidding. No. All right. I am uh again drinking triptychs. Trippage. Triptychs in celebration Trippage. of Trippage. Triptychs in celebration of self-indulgence. This is a a rustic un, unfiltered lager age on American oak. With uh, Pirle and Middle Froof. Mattel Froof. Mattel? No. Middle Froof hops. I thought that's wrong. So, very German hops. Obviously, so, you know, based on aroma, you're going to get the haziness because it's unfiltered. So, it's not going through a filtration process. You're not getting the clearness of what you would get from a, you know, from a traditional. Lager Pilsner, it's got a nice uh, toasted, earthy body to it. The hops bring it out with it. It's going to bring forth the earthiness. It's, it's got no real, real bitterness to it, but the uh, you know the toastedness from the malts that are used to the uh, to the earthiness from the hops, it, it gives it a clean taste and real clean finish. Um, a very, very, very solid lager. I don't get much of the, of the American oak on this. I don't... I don't know what would be, you know, partake from that being that it's aged on it. So it's not partaking too much from the barrel, but it's uh, not bad. I don't know how long they aged it, you know, for, but not a bad beer. Good stuff, especially getting a lager onto American Oak and not having it be over oaked is a good call. Um, I don't think they. I don't think they aged it for very long. That's probably why. It's probably just... Well, it's doable, though. I mean, a guy in my club was stubborn German. They just did a Kentucky lager where they took a lager, a lager and put it in a bourbon barrel, and it came out pretty sweet. So, For how long? Um, it would have been three months, if not maybe a little longer. Yeah. So... I mean, you're not talking years, but three to six months is pretty standard for a lot of barrel aging. Yeah, I think yeah, because dose is six months. I get. I I bet you this one was less than three. Yeah, that could be. Maybe it was just, and it could have just been like, okay, you're in secondary, you're fermented over the top. You hit a point of maximum extraction. So true. All Very right, true. Dan. Previews. Jets at the Vikings. Vikings, three-point favorites at home. 44 and a half is the game total. This is a fun one because the Vikings can't seem to win by more than a touchdown. Obviously, that's been their motto since week one. Either they get blown out or they win very, very closely. Jets have a great defense offense. Found its leggings with Mike White. 
found its leggings. Yeah. <laughs> they found they found its found leggings. They're all warm now and their butts look good. <laughs> Have you seen Mike White? Woo, what an ass. Um I still take the Vikings at home and in minus three. I'll take the uh the slightly less touchdown favorites here and then I'll uh I'll take the over. Uh I believe that the Shets offense has found their is fun their footing with Elijah Moore bouncing back with Garrett Wilson having a nice game. Tyler Conklin revenge game. Um revenge game. Revenge game, Tyler Conklin. So this is uh this is shaping up to be not the worst of uh not the worst of game script or not the worst of game total matchups. Also have fun watching the Sauce Gardner and Justin Jefferson. It's gonna be fun. Sauce Gardner rated number one a corner for PFF. I'm so, happy I'll probably be watching this with you. This this game is gonna be absolutely Nuts. 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 Great, fantastic matchup between Sauce and, and JJ. Nuts. They're nuts. Um, fantasy-wise, Vikings are, are chalk. That's an absent feeling just because Jets have a tough defense. So, secondaries. Yeah, three players. Um, yeah. Kirk, too. So, four. I don't know if I play Kirk. I don't know. I'm nervous playing Kirk this week. I I, I benched him. Yeah, I benched him and I put in Watson instead right now. He just hasn't. He hasn't. I mean, it's it's not efficiency. He's a little more turnovers. Like the touchdown upside isn't quite as serious. Three three touchdowns last week against New England is a tough defense too. So, I mean, I think he'll have the yards, but I don't think he'll have the touchdowns. I don't think he'll have like one touchdown and maybe like 300 yards. I don't even think he's not been a big yardage guy this year either, though. No, he hasn't been. He has cracked it's, 300 yards once. This yeah, occasionally. Once. Oh, <laughs> Kirk Cousins occasionally cracks. Her. No, I'm just kidding. We're not doing the same title. No. I think uh, Kirk. Uh, I, he, had to, he had 299 last week, 357 a couple weeks ago, 265. Right, so. I don't know if you know this, but 299 is not 300. So all right, so like you don't get you don't get those bonus points for only hitting two ninety nine. Sorry, DK. No, sorry, Jeff Keens. No bonus. I'm a so math I'm like, guy. I'm looking at like more like two fifty, two seventy range at at most. I think two fifty. I think two fifty and two, which is yeah, which yeah, is fine. Streamer yeah. sense. Oh, two fifty two and one. Yeah, yeah, one. <laughs> Sauce will get one play. He wins against Jefferson. He's a streamer. The other three are fine. Garrett Wilson, absolutely go with that. Uh, more bounce back, but it was on two targets. I know. I know. Two, I just want to be excited he got involved in a game in which he hasn't been involved all year. Two targets, two receptions. He did get involved. You're hoping for a little more involvement. If you need a YOLO play, it's fine. Um, Conklin is a fine streamer at tight end, but Garrett Wilson's absolutely what you want. It's not a bit night. Roll with it. Um, even if Carter is somehow active, which I don't think he will be since he's not practicing. Roll with it. Yeah. Uh, targets. If if not involved, if not a great runner, if the Vites get up a bit early, it can actually keep a lead. Um, It's a good pass catcher, too. It's going to be a fun game. Yeah. Even Son of a Night's good at DFS for 4,600. So but right, everybody's going to do it. I don't know. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that think. shock. I need to hear the other prices at running back. Brian, please don't read them off yet, but no, <laughs> I, uh, that's the probably a lot of, no, I don't think he's going to be that chalk. I don't think he's a great cash game because he's not guaranteed the touches. He's in not, GPP, yeah, he has nothing in the pa- passing game. In GPP, I think he's a fine, 
a comeback player if you're stacking Vikings, right? If you want to go like heavy game stack in this game, I can see him involved. I don't think he's going to have a high ownership though. I, I, I don't think he will. I think a lot of the Jets pass catchers here just because of the way how porous the uh, Minnesota Vikings defense is. How's Garrett? Garrett Wilson's at 5,300. Davis is at 4,100. And uh, Elijah Moore's at 3,700. Moore is a bit spicy, but uh, Garrett Wilson with with the JJ? Yeah. What's Mike? Well, I mean, you're paying up for JJ. That's why you can pay down for Garrett Wilson. What's the Mike? 5,400. Oh man, Vikings got a good pass rush, but they've been they've been a bit. <sighs> but Tyler Conklin revenge game thirty one hundred, love it, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see it happen, but that's because you know bias over here and all. Right, I'm just looking at cost base. I know. All right, let's go to my other favorite team, Ravens. De- Denver at the Denver at Baltimore Broncos at Baltimore Broncos. Ooh. Ravens are eight and a half point favorites at home. Eight and a half. 39 and a half is the game total. This is a uh, Vegas tells the story is uh, Denver can't score more than 18 points and Baltimore will just score enough to uh, to offset that. I I, uh, I don't I, I, I just that spread for Baltimore too high. An offense that is struggling to put up points, struggling to stay healthy against one of the best league defenses in football. Just take the under. Denver can't score. Baltimore's got a lot of youth, got a lot of speed on defense. Uh their their defense is set up nicely against Baltimore's offense. So um Yeah, it is. Just, just, just take the under. Don't the spread's way too much. You, if you need to bet the spread, you can lean Denver. Eight and a half's a lot of points, but just take the under. So yeah, for Baltimore, this is they're giving up the fewest rushing yards to the quarterback, and that does not bode well for Lamar Jackson. I'm actually considering Geno over Lamar in at least one spot this week just because of how Denver plays the rush. Yeah, they haven't played Hurts. They haven't played a true Konami code quarterback. They did play Tannehill, which is probably the closest thing to a rushing quarterback that they've had to face. Um, But, well, I mean, yikes, but even just... You know, scramblers, right? Not everybody plays Konami code quarterbacks. Well, I, I, when I you're, know. yeah, when you're 32nd, I mean, they've given up. Did I just do that wrong? I think I did. Sorry, I can't do two things at once. Multitasking is physically impossible. Um, <laughs> yeah, they've given up 125 rush yards to the quarterback. So, um, over the entire season. They will give up rushing touchdowns on occasion if you get down by the goal line. So, but yeah, actually, no, I was wrong. Reading the wrong column. One rush touchdown to the quarterback. One rushing touchdown, 125 yards all season. It's bad news for Lamar. Fade him. Um, For the running back side of this, um, while they're not giving up a ton of points to the running back, uh, they definitely against bigger up the middle backs have ha- given up hundred yard games. Deonta Foreman just went for one thirteen. Jacobs went for one oh nine. Etienne um one fifty six. Jacobs again one forty four. So they are giving up some stuff. So that could make Gus Edwards a very interesting play this week, um, as he will be active. Uh, and then you know Andrews 
the only way the Ravens are going to compete in this one is if they can get Lamar throwing, and that's where Andrews is going to come in. Period. It's going to be tough. They got a tough secondary, but that's going to have to be the focal point of the offense, I think, for for Baltimore to. I don't want to say have a prayer, but for there to be offensive output because Denver can't score. So have a prayer isn't really the right way to put that. <laughs> um, the Broncos side of this, the Ravens have been better against the pass. Cortland Sutton's the only healthy pass catcher that you can rely on. Latavius Murray has had the backfield mostly to himself. Uh, Mike Boone is looking to get healthy, but isn't necessarily healthy. It's not that the Ravens are a leaky run defense either, but you know, you're just had a bunch of running back injuries. And so you're fine with Murray as a running back to low end, probably. That's it. That's all I got. How do you feel about Gus Edwards this week? I already mentioned it. Oh, I just missed it then. You did. I like Gus. I think that Gus Edwards <laughs> is. Dang, I suck. So to, re- <laughs> to, to recap. Jesus Christ. Well, no, I'm like looking. I'm like trying to read like the stuff ahead. He's like, what do you think so, about Gus? Uh, so I spent five minutes on I Gus. I just spent five minutes on Gus. No, uh, I, I, I love you, Ryan. That was to re- <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the show. So to recap. Um, so what do you think about Gus Edwards? <laughs> yeah, so what do you think about Gus Edwards this week? Oh so to recap, um, the Broncos give up a lot of yardage. Oh, yeah. All right. To, Never mind. Shut up. All right, I got bigger it. in the middle backs. They, they've given up. Multiple hundred plus yard games to Jacobs and just gave some up to Foreman. So I think Edwards is interesting this week, even though they're not giving up touchdowns. A Ryan time. thought you were talking about Kenyon Drake, right? Is that why Ryan was like, "Oh, he's probably just talking about Kenyon Drake." That's why. Yeah, that's my first thing. Good things about a running back in this game. It's probably <laughs> Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that excuse. Who's done? Great. Who's done shit since uh, Gus has come back? Ah, uh, Ryan. Nah, these DFS. I don't. Well, you thought about Gus Edwards? <laughs> and if you like Gus Edwards in DFS, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd be willing to take him for fifty four hundred bucks, but that's pretty much it on this whole entire game. Like, I don't want anyone else. It's just too much, too many question marks. I don't like it. It's a low scoring game. It's one of even Corbin Sutton's not even happy to me. Like, I, like yeah, what Hop said about you know he's only the reliable one. Well, it's like I okay, don't, so well, he does listen. He does listen to some things I say. Apparently, <laughs> both like uh, both Hop. Uh, both Humphreys and Peters aren't practicing, so. But I mean, like one thing That'd that I didn't better if it's it's not it's not it's not who he has to match up against is that it's who is who who is throwing him the football. It's what's been the problem. Well, and, look, and even then, he's been, like blind squirrels find nuts, right? Even with bad quarterbacks, there's one yeah. receiver that's at least a wide receiver two value, and that's where I like I like Sutton, especially if you're going to be without Peters and Humphreys. Yeah, has anyone there's... ever seen a blind squirrel before? Because I mean, I mean, do you know if he's blind? Yeah, or they're blind. Like, do you know if they're blind? You don't. Do they have a walking cane. They do. He's got a tennis ball attached to it. <laughs> All right, we're, we're, we're just we're poking around at the legs of Gus Edwards. There, trying to get around him. Let's move on to the to the dirtiest potential game shootout: Pittsburgh at Atlanta. <laughs> oh, Pittsburgh one and a half point favorites on the road. Uh, 42 and a half is the game total. I said dirty because I don't know if anyone really wants to test this game. But if someone tells me that Pittsburgh and Atlanta's a highest scoring game this week, it just it just wouldn't shock me. You have enough playmakers on both sides of the ball to find to find Jesus. points. And both secondaries are, are just straight trash. Um with that being said, take the over. <laughs> 
Kenny Pickett has fuck trying to guess who's gonna be who's gonna win this game. Kenny Pickett has one touchdown over the last four weeks. He is uh not shockingly to me, has not been good. One touchdown over the last he's got a volume. Like that's a, he's averaging almost 38 pass attempts a game. So he's got the he's got oh, the volume on his there, side. But oof, duh. Yeah, he's uh he's he's just Three touchdowns, eight interceptions. With Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and Pat Fryermuth, one fucking touchdown. This offense can mustard. <laughs> Mike Tomlin Mike might get fired after having one bad season. Uh, he I won't. doubt it. I doubt it. I, yeah. I, I do. I, I'm. I do too. But I'm just saying, it's Deontay it's Johnson cool. is also like. I know it's a good matchup, but damn, dude's got no touchdowns this season. He's gotten a shitload of targets, and he's. Crossed the fifty-yard plateau zero times since Pickett took over, or one time since Pickett took over as starter. I, I, I think Pickens is the only real Pickens is the only real thing you can go with. Option too, yeah. Bassie's flex. He's a flex. Well, I think that because because he's going to get AJ Terrell Johnson. Will yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, not Johnson. Johnson plays inside. Pickens. It's, it's going to be Pickens. Pickens will probably draw Terrell. I think Pickens is the flex play with maybe a little bit of upside because he's good, but Pickens is the flex play. Uh, the running back side of this for Pittsburgh is I don't think Najee plays. Um, no, I don't think he will either. I don't think he will either. It's going to be Warren and Snell, and they're going to go hot hand. So how do you approach that? Um, you don't. You stay away from it. For the other side of this with Atlanta, what can you trust? Right. You, you can't. Drake London hasn't put up more than seven targets since week two. Pitts is out. Of a cliff. Yeah, Pitt, well, and yeah, Pitts is out. You got a good pass rush coming at you. Cordero Patterson's splitting work with uh, Algier right now, I believe. So I don't know that you can trust anything from from Atlanta. That's not saying something's not going to go off, but I just don't look at this game and say, I want that. Because you got Algier and Patterson splitting work. You got no pits. You got London, who's not being targeted with any consistency. Um, you got Johnson, who's getting targets, but not doing anything with them. And Pickens is really the only thing that has any upside in this game. I mean, how does Patterson be completely neutralized as a pass catcher? That's what shocks me the most. Like, Yes, he's not a good route runner. We all fucking know that, but he's such an ex- he's big and explosive still. And he played wide receiver, so we have he's got, like his hands aren't bad. It's 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 shocking to me how bad are like how bad Arthur Smith is. Like we all think Nathaniel Hackett's the worst in the league, but Arthur Smith making a fucking case for being this fucking god awful. Well, Hackett was a fraud covered by Rodgers and Adams and which was Arthur I, Smith's excuse? Uh, <laughs> he had he, he had Derek, in the middle. Yeah, Derrick Henry. Right? He had Derrick Henry, <laughs> and, and one of the most efficient receivers in AJ Brown. He, well, yeah, and yeah, he had one of the most efficient receivers in in AJ Brown, and yeah, that this you're right. I, I mean, I'm I'm just shocked. Well, and he also had like, Corey Davis, who was somehow relatively efficient some weeks in in that offense. It's just you know. Oh. You brought in a guy that doesn't have the personnel to do what he needs to do. And uh, it's been bad. 
I, I, I Ryan DFS. Is there is there anything to save us nope. from this game? Jalen Warren at best because with, <laughs> with Najee with, with, with Najee Harris basically being well, he didn't practice today. He was out. Jalen Warren has no injury tag, and he was there at practice. He's been yeah, ruled he by four- Dot. He's been he's been he's been cleared by medical staff to, uh, to practice, so he'll be he's he'll be he, back tomorrow. He's gonna play. All right, yeah. So this game's oh, that's a rough one, but I do like like I still like George Pickens just because of cost at fifty one hundred. But Deontay Johnson, like if we're thinking AJ Terrell's gonna be on Pickens, Deontay Johnson only costs fifty two hundred, which is a hundred dollars more. Yeah, but he still doesn't get. I mean, I think the only thing you play from this game is Firemuth. I don't even play fire moves. I mean, you know, DFS wise, obviously, you know, withstanding, but for regular fantasy, fire Muth might be the best play. This game feels like a dirty shootout, though. It feels like one of those games where you like, you like, you come back and you're like, why is there 50 plus points in this game? Like, what the fuck happened? It's because Marcus Mariota like breaks like 150 rushing yards and scores like three rushing touchdowns. I mean, I mean, no, no, no. It's because Devin. <laughs> all right, we're done with this game. All right, and we also got a question. Yeah, Devin's. I don't know. Yeats. I don't want to pronounce. Should I trade Devin Singletary for James Conner as, as my RB two? Uh yes, yes, yes. I don't care what the format is. The answer is if you can if you can pull it off and good luck after this game. Yes. Uh Singletary eight for. Eight for thirty-four, right? Not bad. Yeah, uh, two targets, no Cook. catches. Yeah. So, it's, so it's question it, how, about that: like, if you had someone sent you that trade before this game, and you accepted, it and they go, "Oh, I meant to pull that." Nope. Nope. Too bad. Exactly. That's nope. what I'd say too. That's your own fault. That's that's that that's full on. I, I don't care if it's a friends league or not. You're fucked. Hey, Diggs <laughs> is doing Diggs things now, though. Davis, two catches, fifteen yards. Seven targets. One touchdown. One, one touchdown. One touchdown, though. <laughs> Diggs, six for 82 and one, though. I love Diggs. It was Marcus Jones, by the way, not Johnson. Marcus Jones. Jones, I'm sorry, guys. Marcus Johnson, so, that's a different why it, player, different sport, different that, everything. That's why it was M. Jones to M. Jones, so I wasn't losing. Yes, you were not. You losing mind. All right. Let's go on to uh, the game that we've slightly talked about because of other players involved. Jacksonville at Detroit. Detroit, one-point favorites. At home, 51 and a half is your game total. The second highest on the slate. Hey, touchdown, no. Devin Singletary. <laughs> no, are you, kidding? are you kidding me, really? No, I'm not. Nine for 35. Oh, and my one. God. He, he, he <laughs> find a one-yard touch. He, he, he got the goal on touchdown it. run. Good for Trade him. Use Boom. There you go. He got a fucking touchdown. Move him for James Conner. Do it right now. Yeah. Just no literally, Ryan. Literally send the offer right fucking now. Anyways, again, uh, Jaguars at the Lions. Lions with my favorites. 51 and a half. Game total second highest on the slate. Uh, just have fun. Just, just bet the over. Have fun. Have fun. Um, this game will either go 60 plus or under 40 because that's what these teams are. Either they're the... The this game's going sixty plus, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be even better than Seattle and Raiders from last week, which we also predicted as the highest game total of the week. Um, Jaguars Lions is easily the 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 most fun and grossest over ever. Just hammered home. Let's do it. 
Yeah. Uh, Swift off the injury report should be involved in the pass catching game. Jamal Williams getting goal line work, both lines backs. Absolutely. Amonra St. Brown. Absolutely. Um, CJ Chark revenge game. I do get a little skeptical around there, but with it being high scoring, sure. Why the hell not? Um, Jaguar side of this Christian Kirk, 100%. We talked about Zay Jones earlier in the show. Um, I think he's fine flex with the upside, but he will probably end up with Okuda. So a little tougher there. ETN should play. Same thing with Swift should be involved in the receiving game. I, mean, I think Jermichael hasty probably has a role in this one. So you flex both backs. You start both wide receiver ones. You're fine with both wide receiver twos. That's what happens when you get high game totals. You just throw out what you can. Yep. Love those in DFS too. Every single one. And I even like Evan Ingram, even though he hasn't done jack shit and He's cheap. He's gonna be a part of your. He's gonna be a part of all of your lion check wires game stacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he hasn't done anything since week eight. You know, he's been uh, this, eight yards, fourteen yards, and four yards. But all prior to that, he was above forty just yards. Rotate him in. Just rotate him in. Yeah, just like every other tight end, you throw him in three thousand dollars. You can't go wrong on that play. But I like Hopper's call, especially Swift this week. I think this is gonna be more of a Swift week than a Williams week, just because of the way. I feel like it's just going to be throw, throw, throw for the Lions, and that's going to be swift on the receiving end of it. Jamal Williams will probably be the one that gets the goal line touchdown, though, if it does get anywhere near that goal line. Right. Titans at the Eagles. Eagles, four-and-a-half-point favorites at home. 44-and-a-half is the game total. Tennessee riding uh, their eight-shriek cover. Ended last week against Cincy when they lost. Uh, Philly's been kind of bit up and down since uh, since the hot start to start the year. Uh, this could be one of the better games of the week for just for you know, just for pure football. You have two of the better teams right now. Um, you know, Philly's struggling in their interior against arguably the best running back in football, and Derrick Henry. Uh, Still taking Philly in this game. Um, they signed a couple, uh, two really good run stuff. They middle, so. one right. really good, one really good, and, and one guy named Sue. <laughs> Sue's fine. Either way, it it's, it, it just speaks of volume. Up the middle, they knew what they needed to do. Just speaks volumes to how good uh, Jordan Davis was before he got put in IR. Also speaks volumes to how savvy Howie Roseman is. It pisses me off sometimes. It's it's so nuts. Just. That team, he's finally a form the dream team without having to say it. Take the Eagles. Indeed. Titans have a tough defense. Um, So the Eagles, just stay with your main three. Um, Yeah, not a whole lot more I can give you than that. Just stay with your main three on the Eagles. So that's going to be Hurt Sanders, A.J. Brown. Um, Titans side of this, you haven't been able to trust anything yet. Other than Derrick Henry for most of the season, Traylon Burks um, should be fine. The Philly's not necessarily tough outside and in the secondary. So um, I think Burks will be okay. He's the best weapon that they have not named Derrick Henry. And I think that Derrick Henry might, I hate to say it because I'm probably going to regret this, but I think Derrick Henry might, you know, up the middle, potentially... I want to say struggle, but not be able to take control of this game like he tends to do. So um, they could need to involve Burks a little bit in this one. 
especially without uh, Gardner Johnson because he had a lacerated kidney. So yeah. it'd just be yep. Slay out there. Yeah. So Burks could actually benefit. Is Slay going to be on Burks though? Well, he'll shadow, but do they put him on Burks or do they put him on Woods is the question. I mean, if they're dumb if they put him on Woods. I no, mean, they, well, and that's just it. They might put him on Burks, but they can also get Burks involved in a number of different ways too. So it'll be interesting to see. He's the best option. I don't love it. Let's put it that way. Um, I actually was able to grab Burks off waivers in one league this week too, which was weird. That is it. It's an A-team league. No, it's a 10. Same difference. Just kidding. So, and he's got better days ahead with Jacksonville and the Chargers coming up, so. And they're right. Uh, DFS-wise, it's like Nick, I just see Nick Westbrook, Ikeen, and that's the only one I can actually like. Oh, we've been of. saying it wrong, Ikeene. Ikeene? Yeah, Ikeene. Ikeene. Oh, I uh, still don't care. Yeah. Still don't care. Yeah. I mean, I care oh, that we've been him. pronouncing his last name wrong. I apologize for that. That's yes, yes, yes. A cultural thing. I do care about that. I, I don't care about him as a fantasy player. Nick, Akine, well, think, Nick Westbrook, Akine. If no, you think okay. the Titans defense has actually worth something, they're $2,200 on DFS. So good luck with that one. So Especially not so much, not so much from a scoring perspective. I think they're worth something as far as you have to be wary of them from you know, how the Eagles are going to perform, but I don't think that they're going to cause problems in the sack or the interception department. My thoughts. Sounds good. Next game. What are your thoughts on Gus Edwards in this one? <laughs> uh, we talked about him a couple games ago. Remember? No, but in, the, in this game, how's Gus Edwards going to for... He's gonna be a good fan. fan. He'll probably Titans. be the like the Titans versus Eagles. He'll be the fifty-two yard like hanging out. <laughs> the fifty-two. <laughs> Browns at the Texans. Fuck this game. Browns are seven point favorites. Forty-six and a half is the game total. Bet Houston money line. Just do it. Don't put a lot on it. Don't bet this game. Actually, I would bet Houston to cover plus seven. To be smart, um, oh. and probably take the under. As uh, we still don't know. It, it's not been confirmed that Watson's a starter. I would assume he'll he'll start. Everyone's um, assuming he will. I think everyone assumes that. I think even Vegas assumes that's why that's like on like. I I don't think the spread actually takes into account. I think they would get the spread if Brissett was starting, but take Houston. Just put a little bit of money line. You can bet the spread. Um, Watson's played football in two years. And we have no clue how he's going to play in this game. It's an offense that can definitely mask back QB play. <laughs> See Baker. But uh, it means it's going to be a lot more running then, which means take the under as well. Houston in the under is my play. Yeah. Um the Browns is tough because if you believe in Watson coming back exactly where he was and you believe in Cooper and you believe in DPJ, um, the Texans defense is a bit of an enigma where they're actually not giving up a ton to wide receivers because you just don't have to throw against them. Um, we see that a lot of times with, you know, really bad, just 
teams where you can get out ahead and you don't have to throw, so you just don't. That makes this a Nick Chubb game, in my opinion. I don't see Houston being able to to keep up. I do think the Browns will score. I think Cooper is probably your best bet in the wide receiver department, although DPJ could give you some floor. But Houston isn't going to be able to push this. Um, so you're not going to get a big game. This is a one you can kind of back off of and let's see where Watson is as a player because that's what we have to focus on is as a player. So let's see where Watson is as a player after, you know, basically a year and three quarters of not playing it down a football. Um, the Houston side of this, is there anything? Damian Pierce didn't really turn in a great game last week. Um, I, I think you're fading everything from, from Houston. I think they somehow got worse by going to Kyle Allen instead of Davis Mills. Shocking. All right. Shocking. Might as well go back to Davis Mills at this rate. They should. It's, crazy. it's crazy too because Deshaun Watson is already he's the eighth expensive most but the eighth most expensive quarterback at sixty five hundred two right now. Eighth? My yeah. God. Well, and talking yeah. about Watson, I mean, this is not a shootout game that you want to bet on that. He's gonna get his reps in, but you know, it's kind of a softball for a first game back. He's not gonna have to do much. I think he's gonna run though. That's that's what I like. Like he might get one on the ground. He might get a couple in the air. It's it's really going to be like you said, like a Nick Chubb game, if it's going to be anything. Yeah. But then, like you hope too, like I hope also that's going to be a Damian Pierce game because it, he's hey he's had 15 attempts over his last two games, and he got only finished with 16 yards over that span. So this should be a bounce back game for him to get back on track, especially now that he's back at an affordable price. He's actually at 5900 this week, that which is his cheapest since. Week four, week four, he was fifty six hundred, and then after that, he went above six grand. Is it a bounce back game for him though? Against the Cleveland, a bad Cleveland run defense. It's a bad Cleveland run run defense, but you got to have opportunities to do it. Didn't he have like eight carries last week? Uh, yeah, yeah, no five. He had five and uh, six targets in the passing game. And that's where I'm scared because even though they're down 30 to nothing at halftime, I would still expect him to have, you know, a little more rushing involvement there. And here's the problem. He's trended down the last four weeks, 27, 17, 10, and five in the carry department. Um, yeah, it's going the it's, wrong way, but it's, it should go back the other way. Well, it can't go much lower. I'll give you that. I mean, he had a whole 15 total yards last week, so it's hard hard to get a lot lower than that. But yeah, I don't know that you're going back to week nine productivity against Philly either, and it doesn't get easier for him against Cleveland, Dallas, Kansas City. If that's how the game script's going to go when they're down by a lot, it's not going to be pretty for Damian Pierce going forward. They have nothing else. I mean, they don't have a quarterback, so they can't throw the ball. He's not getting involved in the passing game anyways. No, that sucks. Yeah, but he had like five yards on? Wasn't it? He had eight. Eight, eight, eight. yards. <laughs> yeah, we had eight, Dan. Just a bunch of screen passes. Eight yards on six catches. is uh, That's not good. 
that's not a recipe to earn more fucking targets and catches. Well, as as Ryan mentioned, there's not a lot of things there's that have not there, a lot so. of options there. So which means you sell Damien. I, I hate to say it, but you're gonna have to likely sell Damien Pierce because Houston's not gonna just roll into there's the no same value. Year. You got a subway chicken teriyaki sitting back there you're gonna trade for him like you gotta sit on that sounds pretty that sounds pretty fucking good I'm not you, gotta, you gotta with you the gotta, bite missing out of it yeah yeah with the bite also your screen totally froze ryan so you're just we're, static we're about to lose ryan we're about to lose our third lose. member of chevelle here yeah we're gonna lose him that's all right at some point i'm still here oh yeah, your camera's froze <laughs> We know you're still here, but your camera ain't doing shit. No, like everything like froze. Like you guys say, I froze. All of a sudden, everything froze. I'm like, uh oh. Anyway, moving on. I'm really focused right now. All right. You are very <laughs> focused. Commanders at the Giants. Commanders, two and a half point favorites on the road. A 40 and a half is the game total, which tells me that this game is going to go slightly over. At 41 points. Commanders have has, have covered seven games in a row. Giants have been very good this year. Four and two as a home team. Six and one as underdogs. Eight and three in the year as well. You have two very good teams against spread. Give me the Giants at home. And give me the over. Saucy. 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 Saucin, saucin. Okay. <laughs> well, well, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> oh my god, you guys are so weird. Fantasy implications. What are we doing? Commander, Commanders, Giants. Antonio Gibson's missing uh, some late round work, some late, uh, some late week stuff with a foot injury. So keep an eye on that. He doesn't go. You're absolutely on Brian Robinson. Terry McLaurin's missing touchdowns. He's been really, really good in the volume department. So you can absolutely go that route for the commanders. Uh, steer clear of much else. Giants have a good defense. Um, Giants side of this, it's Barkley. It's been Barkley. It hasn't been anything else. It's not going to be anything else. Done. DFS. No Bellinger. Nah. I think he's supposed to come back. He is slated to come back this week. So maybe you'll be a tight end 13. He'll be <laughs> a tight end 13. Yeah, I'll play Brian Robinson this week. How's Brian Chris Robinson. behind me now? Oh, like Chris trying to hang out behind me, it looks like, in his screen. He's trying to lay Brian his head Rob- on your shoulder. You guys are so cute. You yeah. Jesus Christ. We're, move- we're moving the next step of our relationship. Yeah, you guys are. I'm going to be replaced soon. No, you, you can't be replaced. But of course, like, whenever we start doubting. All right, so whenever we start doubting him, we play him. Because that's when he performs. And then when he performs, we're excited for it because he's always super cheap. Brian Robinson at fifty three hundred bucks. This I week. thought you were talking about Gabe oh, Davis. Yeah. This actually really froze it at a great shot up your nose. By the way, <laughs> good thing I shave it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Brian Robinson. Bri- er, uh, Brian likes one hundred twenty six attempts already this year. So they like to give him the football. All right, <laughs> moving on. Packers, uh, last noon game too, by the way. Packers at the Bears. Packers, three-point favorites on the road. 44.5 is the game total. I'm just going to take Green Bay because Rodgers owns Green Bay. Or owns Green Bay. Did he 
probably owns Green Bay too. He owns Chicago apparently. Uh, it feels is probably likely to play. Not on the injury report tonight. But I will take... Uh, I will probably not bet this game. But if you really want to bet this game, take Green Bay in the points. Uh, no updates on the Antonio Brown situation, by the way. Okay. Still nothing? This is the worst standoff ever. Or the best. I'm not really sure how that goes. The best, what, worst one you've ever seen? Whatever you prefer. Told you. There I, I told you he'd be gone soon. Uh-huh. Antonio Brown. Oh, this is November 22nd. Never mind. The Photoshop nude gazelle pick. Sorry. I had to search Antonio Brown. That was scary. Oof. What Good am luck. I talking about? Or are you talking? What are uh, we doing? Packers. You're on Packers Bears for fantasy. Oh, yeah. I forgot about them. David Montgomery, good. Bears ran all over the Packers. Justin Fields, good. Bears ran all over the Packers. He's healthy. Um, Claypool's going to be an interesting one. I think it's more of a watch unless you need the YOLO start, but without Darnell Mooney, they don't have a lot else in the pass-catching game. And Komet's always bound for a touchdown when Fields plays. Packers, Romeo Dobbs is back. That's going to throw a little bit of ice water on Christian Watson, although that's also going to be something very, very interesting to watch. I don't know that you can trust much more than Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers is a fine stream this week. Yes, he is a streamer, but the Bears are down a boatload in their secondary. Um, they have no pass rush, no teeth on defense. This should be just a Packers get to have their way type of situation. Interested to see how Dobbs, Watson, Lazard all all pan out. I think that you could make a case to Yola start all three of them, but not as anything more than a wide receiver three, four type flex play for any of them with some touchdown upside. Um, because I do think that it's going to be a spread the ball out type of game. More Aaron Jones than anything on the Packers side. Fair side, it's just Fields Herbert. You can YOLO Claypool and Komet's tight end with upside. Ryan's not back, so we'll just move on from BFS because I have nothing pulled up and I don't want to pull anything up. I don't either. I've got food waiting for me. Let's just keep going. Seahawks at the Rams. Seahawks are seven and a half. When dude, when 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 the NFL wrote this up, do you ever think that Seattle would be not, not only favorites on the road, but se- uh, over a touchdown favorites on the no road? Idea. No idea. Uh, that's fucking insane. 40 and a half is the game total. Um, Rams are completely banged up, m- missing key pieces across the board on offense. Seattle is just kind of rolling. You know, they just kind of find the groove. I liked, I, I'd like Seattle to keep. Moving on in this game, I, 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 I cover wise might be a bit tough at seven and a half points. They're not known to blow teams out of the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to go the Rams route and take that chance, I would just bet the over here. Uh, Seattle's defense is pretty bad. So you might find, you might find some, uh, you might find some late, some late game scores here, but more often than not, just move away. Just don't bet this game. Yeah, uh, the Rams side of this is almost a don't do anything, honestly. Um, Kyron Williams and Cam Akers are splitting, and that is ugly. That is ugly. I can't think of anything in the passing game that I want to go to here. Bryce Perkins is likely starting again. Oof. Um if you need to yellow the running backs, you lost people and didn't win waiver claims, yellow the running backs. But other than that, I don't want anything to do with the Rams side of this. Um, 
No Aaron Donald this week. That's great news if you're Kenneth Walker. Um, Geno Smith, I think, is a is a fine stream this week, and I think I am going to have to stream him in a not have to, but I'm going to choose to in at least one place. DK Metcalf's target volume over the last four weeks has been fantastic, so you can absolutely read it that. I didn't realize this. He had 15 targets last week against the Raiders. Metcalf did. Jesus. Well, it's a great shootout game last week. Yeah, so you can absolutely roll with that. Uh, Lockett's got touchdowns in three straight weeks, so I think you can roll with both Seattle receivers along with the back. Yep. Given how things have been trending. Not a ton of yardage for Lockett, but actually four touchdowns in four straight weeks for him. Wow. Yeah. Lockett's on fire. Love it. Ryan, do you see anything about you see anything about Van, Van Jefferson at all? Because I just once I got back on, you're already on the uh Ram side of things. No, I didn't say anything about Van Jefferson. Because he's a wide receiver one right now for that team. Yeah, great. Six targets, three receptions, 29 yards. Out of out of the 84 yards that uh Bryce Perkins had? No, thank you. Give well then how many yards is he gonna throw after? Uh, I mean, I and this is a better matchup. Yeah, no. I ain't starting anyone in any of this game. <laughs> Not even Tyler Higby. Sounded like Dan wanted to disagree for a minute. No. There's something to start in this game. All right. Let's go on to the best revenge game of the week. Dolphins at the 49ers. I love this game. Most are talking so much shit. This is going to be fun. Mike Ben Daniels all the way. Niners are three and a half point favorites at home. I have so much respect for McDaniel. Dude is a total dude, especially with the shit that broke this week. Like nothing but love. I'd love to have a beer with that guy. Right? I feel like that guy would like I feel like he would talk your head off about football and then immediately switch to like D and Pokemon. And just be it'd be like <laughs> my greatest a, Is that a bad ever. thing? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> my greatest conversation. It'd be like heaven. It'd be like, all right, look. Well, why don't you break down everything this year for football and then let's talk about... I hate Stephen Ross and I want to root for Miami because of Tua and because of Mike McDaniel. 46 and a half is the game total. This is a game you just want to sit back and enjoy. I like Miami in this game. They're, they, they, they haven't lost a game in which Tua has actually finished the game. Started and finished. Then that continues. It's weird. It's like they're coaching to his strengths. Yeah, it's it's almost like McDaniels has has unlocked his quarterback and they found the perfect match. It's it's, it's Brian Dobble. It's Brian Dobble with Josh Allen. It's you know Greg Robin with Jackson three years ago. It's uh they found that matchup for them and and, and then it, it continues to move on. I like the overs. Both offices I think can equally keep up with each other. This is very much a just hang out and enjoy it type of game. I mean, the Dolphins are going to pull shock. Um, watch Mostert's status with the knee injury. Um, it's not a great defensive matchup, but Mostert and Wilson, I think, are extra motivated in this one. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. Hill, Waddle, Tua, absolutely. Niners side, McCaffrey. I think he's going to have the backfield mostly to himself. I don't want to. I want to see it from Coleman, so just lean McCaffrey in this one. Uh, Debo not practicing late week is a little scary, so most of that's going to go to Ayuk. Um, Dolphins don't exactly have a pronounced pass rush, so you got some Kittle love here, too, from me. 
So it says Debo's been limited or didn't practice today with a quadricep, so it wasn't hamstring. So at least that's one bonus. Uh, well, Hope. good luck. It's the other side of the same part of the leg. The back side. But it's different. Damn no, it. it's the front side. The hamstring's in the back, the quad's in the front. Oh, yeah. And that... <laughs> Ryan Ryan's my favorite person this week. Anatomy class of Hopper. <laughs> I like Jimmy Garoppolo this week though, fifty seven hundred. Like this, because I just feel like this game's just gonna be back and forth. Can I just tell you that I know everything I know about quadriceps and hamstrings from watching the WWE in the night in the nineties and early two thousands, and when Triple H tore his quad, that's why I know where the quadricep is. I never watched wrestling at all. Is it Triple H's quad tear? Really? You actually saw it happen too? Yeah, you saw it roll up. Yeah, it was, oh. it was. That's pretty gross. Twice. Twice. Cool. Vince McMahon tore both of his quads sliding into the ring at the Royal Rumble one year too. You didn't see those because he was wearing suit pants. You just saw him sit down and not be able to leave. <laughs> had to be dragged out on a stretcher. He had to be helped out, yeah. We see Mike Kosicki yeah. do the do the gritty at thirty three hundred. We very well could see Mike Kosicki do the gritty. No, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Chargers at the Raiders. <laughs> Chargers are one point favorites on the road. Fifteen and a half is the game total. Really? Let's see. Let's see some fireworks. Dan's getting an idea of what Nick felt like. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the times this week. No, no, <laughs> the no. way Ryan and I are going right now. Just take the over and Chargers Raiders. Ryan, you're way more fun when you're drinking Canadian whiskey. Do that every week. My hammy's starting to hurt a little bit. Where's that at? The backside. There you go. The backside. <laughs> We're on the backside, Ryan. There's a lot of backside. The backside of the of the quadricep. Of that ass. Oh. Uh, all right, Chargers Raiders. Bet the over. Start and, everything. And and the Chargers. Charges in the over. Palmer, Allen, Eckler, Herbert, Adams, Carr, Jacobs. Next, Chalk. Yep, same I was especially going to say Carr. Jeez, this week. Jeez. <laughs> he said same I thought he was. I thought. I thought. Yeah, you're going to game sack that game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, you are, and Derek Carr's fine too. By the way, two ninety five last week. Just missed it. <laughs> Josh Palmer too this week. Fifty. My God, he had a lot of he had a lot of points. So two ninety five three and two. Just missed it with Derek Carr. Yeah, See, just a little bit outside. Occasionally hits three hundred. You missed Eight. by six yards. Five yards. Two ninety five is five. <laughs> Wait, no, twelve yards. Sorry, no five. Five. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> How'd you gain more yards? <laughs> it's five I did, yards. Six, I did 12. math. Well, I did math from oh when he threw God. 307 the week before. 295 plus 12 is 300. What is math? Between All right. Is no. 295 plus 12 is 307, which is where I was, which is what he had the week before. <laughs> <laughs> I was subtracting or adding or something. Also, the difference between five and six is if you consider over 300 or at 300. I mean, he, equal to or greater than or equal to. He I got mean, the 300. That's still the bonus on draft. 300, yeah, yeah, 300 Well, okay. Chiefs at the Bengals. Chiefs, two and a half point favorites on the road. 52 and a half, your highest game total of Fuck the it, week. Start everything here, too. 
the afternoon I'm, slate is going to break it's going to break a lot of hearts in, in DFS especially when the early slate uh a Pittsburgh Atlanta game is your highest game total until the afternoon game starts so as Hopper mentioned just start everything and in this game take the Chiefs um and the over a lot of overplays this week with with a lot of great matchups as i mentioned start everything that that matters here uh chase should be back higgins will be fine mixon will be fine and should be back hayden hurst has been decent for a tight end um chief side of this absolutely kelsey absolutely juju isaiah pacheco yeah do it no, but i'm, I'm not in Just... pacheco this week hey no mckinnon mckinnon week He's he's he, he's hurt. he hasn't been practicing all week. His hamstring, which is on the backside, that's a soft tissue injury. That's even you worse, play, and that's yeah, the worst you, of the soft tissue play. injuries. Yeah, that's the one soft tissue you don't want to be soft. You want it hard, you're ready, firm, and ready to go. No, that'd be cramping. Right. You don't want that either. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's all right, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, you got a line to drop here. I think. Because you have to drop it every week. I intentionally didn't mention somebody. Who's the one player that you always talk about? The, on the one Chiefs? player on the Chiefs, you're always like, it's uh, his week. Marcus Valdez Scanley? Yeah, you, you finally off of that? Or... Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I like Sky more. He goes, yeah. It's going to be the week where he goes. Probably. It will be six for one twenty-five and two on six targets. It's gonna be it does show. Sky Moore back to back to back to back six target games. He's he's coming along nicely. Yeah, he's he's supplanted Velda Scale. They're not doing the deep pass, so and Juju's getting healthier. I think the deep pass can come back, and especially in this game. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Jamar yeah, Chase is back, Higgins, Burrow. Could be fun. Boyd. Will be fun. All right, that's it. I'm back on the milk here. This, this game family, better fucking let's go. go. We better not get a game like fucking last year. All right. Last year, last year I thought it was a shootout. Uh, playoffs. Oh. Actually, playoffs would have been fine because the Chiefs are up big. And then they actually both games, the Bengals came back. Yeah. It's and one with decent game total. It's going to be no, fun. No. Yeah. Actually, we'll take that. We'll yeah, take that. It's going to be fun. Two games Colts, left. Colts Cowboys. Two games left. Sunday night football. Colts at the Cowboys. Cowboys, 10 and a half point favorites at home. At 43 and a half is the game total. Both teams were blue and white. I don't know how you predict this one. I don't know. I mean, you flip a coin, I guess. Ten and a half points is a lot of points to cover. A lot of backdoor shit can happen. The Colts offense really hasn't been right for a while. I'm still taking Dallas and the points at home. One of the better teams. On paper. Colts offense has not been right for a while. Michael Pittman's actually been fine, though. So, um, <laughs> the problem with that. And Taylor getting a little healthier. Every is week. Pittman in the slot more often than not? Uh, it shouldn't be. Uh, Pierce Campbell should be playing more in the slot with Pierce. So Par- I think Paris Pierce. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll look this the up. The problem is it. that Campbell's target volume has been trending down, but thing is, is that Diggs isn't going to slide into the slot. He's likely going to be on Pittman. He'll so. be on Pittman. 15.8% slot rate for Pittman, so primarily outside. So, 
I mean, yeah, it's it's probably especially with no woods. I think it can probably be Campbell again this week. Um, I understand why you would be turned off from that though, given the last couple of weeks of performance when you know you, you called for that, especially last week. Last week should have been a, a relatively decent game against Pittsburgh, and it did not end up that way. Jelani Woods got most of the work, so but especially if Woods doesn't play, I'd expect Campbell to slide back into a decent role this week. Um, and then Jonathan Taylor, absolutely. Pittman's a fade because, like we just talked about, he's probably going to end up with Diggs, um, playing primarily outside. So you got to be wary of that. Dallas side of this, just go for it. CD Pollard. Colts are good on defense, but Dallas is decent on offense and they spread it around. So CD Pollard, Zeke, why not? Number Pollard. one slot receiver, football. CD. Paris Campbell. No, Paris, Paris Campbell. Campbell. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, it's routes run from the slot. It's been Paris Campbell. Yeah. It's Paris Campbell's your your play of the game in this one. But um, I know I called that last week. It didn't pan out. Process was right. Nobody saw Jelani Woods going for eight targets and 98 yards. Every so, now and then Matt Ryan has a mad crush on tight ends. You just gotta you just gotta uh, accept it. It goes back to the Tony Gonzalez things. He's yeah. Anyway. Um Colts defense decent, but you know, not impervious. Dallas is chalk. Hopper nailed it. We can move on to the last game of the week. Last game of the week. Saints versus Tom Brady's Tom Brady's kryptonite. The Saints. If we can get through this in seven minutes, we're going to be under two hours for the first time in three months. Saints at the Bucks. Bucks are three and a half point favorites at home. A 40 and a half is the game total. Don't bet this game because Tom Brady sucks against the Saints no matter where they're playing at since his days of Tampa Bay. And the Saints really don't have much of an offense. Start all, your, start all your bucks. Pay attention to Leonard Fournette's status, although I still think the edge is going to go to Rashad White in this one. Godwin is fine evans if you have to um it is the saints they've not been good on defense but evans has been a little bit down this year other side of this chris alave easily the wide receiver one for the saints uh tough tough matchup might be able to fade him a little bit i don't know how you sit him given his performance in three of the last four weeks um Jawan johnson dealing with injury uh and a goose egg last week you can fade that might be a Taysom hill week uh, i'll just say go ahead if you're looking for upside and tight end uh, and Camara, while it's not been a, impressive this year, um, you know, offense is a thing, I guess. Camara's not been great. Ryan? Rashad White, 5,600. Leonard Fournette, 5,700. Go White. Go White. White. It doesn't play. But yeah. it's, it's also the showdown slate. So. Even if Fournette plays, go White. No matter. All right, that's the show. That's Ryan, Ryan with the sign off. That's the show. Bye. Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> Catch you next. Catch you maybe Sunday, if not next week. We'll talk about it after I do this. See ya. Bye. Later. Bye.